Hey, this is Carrie from Wrap Your Head Around Silks. This is the Expecting Aerials podcast. Hello out there to you all. Just wanted to send some love, support, and compassion out there on the airwaves. This podcast is worldwide, and I hope you people out there all over the world listening to us, me and my guests, and you might be close to or touched by the conflict that's happening in Ukraine. So I just want to send out love. Also, I wanted to give you guys an opportunity if you need a platform, if you want to talk about your story, if this conflict has touched your life, just contact me and, you know, I'll have you on the podcast. We'll talk about it. I know that it's not necessarily on the topic, but this is a worldwide community and this conflict is is touching so many people in so many different ways. And uh, I'd love to hear from you. You can always email me at carrie at wrapyourheadaroundsilks.com. And uh, if you check the show notes today, there's a free gift for you. As always, check there. There's lots of free resources for you on my website. So today we have Tracy Miller. I can't wait for you guys to hear this interview. Let's get started. Today we have Tracy Miller and how her and I started talking to each other was via email because I sent out an email named fears and anxiety and she wrote back and by the way you guys if you email me I'm gonna write back because I'm the only person running this business (laughs) I don't even have an assistant so so and then we realized we knew a lot of the same people and that she went through this injury and so I would love for you to start out just tell us about yourself what you do on a daily basis um kind of your aerial story well, on a daily basis, I work for UC Berkeley, um, but I also um, taught aerial silks for about 10 years. I started on the flying trapeze about 18 years ago, and um, it just sort of, <laughs> this is going to sound weird, but once I got bored with that. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound funny. And, and 18 years ago <laughs> seems like a long time ago, but then it's not really mm-hmm. because it's only... Like 2003. Right. So I, um, my whole journey began with um, deciding to make a list of the things I was afraid of. So this is a a good actual start for this. Um, And one of my fears was heights. So I um, took a flying trapeze class. You know, that always... <laughs> As a normal it, person I mean, would it do. it always blows me away because the amount of people that are in class, that that is their number one motivation for being there, that blows my mind. I'm like, that is just running straight into it face first. <laughs> well, when I went, I thought, oh yeah, this is going to be... I can, I can do this, no big deal. Until I walked in the front door and I looked up... <laughs> to see where I was going to actually be doing that. And I freaked out and I had a panic attack. I had vertigo when I was on the platform and it was not fun. (laughs) And for, for some reason I went back the very next week. (laughs) Did you start managing your fear of heights because you started to feel control over what you're doing up there basically? Yeah, I think I think what happened was the skill comes first, then the fear starts to subside. 
once you feel like you have some sort of confidence about, I know what's going to happen next. I think that's how it worked for me. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I was in eighth grade and we did one of those ropes courses, you know, they put you out in the woods and put a harness (laughs) on you and you have to do all these obstacles. And I cannot remember being more petrified, petrified. And now (sighs) I'm an aerialist and I would never say that I have a fear of heights, but that day I was like, and I think it's because the things that they put you in were just like, so it was too much at once and there's no technique to it. It's just like go and trying to like jump from, you know, zip line from this tree to the next. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I, I really do think that because somebody, people ask me all the time, I was like, it's because I feel like I'm in so much control up there. And right. for a control freak, it's perfect. Oh, that makes so I much don't sense. Know. <laughs> it really yeah. does. And which is, yeah. So I, yeah, I started on the flying trapeze and suddenly just became, you know, an advanced flying trapeze artist at the school where I was training. And when I got bored with that, <laughs> I started, uh, I started noticing. So I was a dancer. My background is in gymnastics and dance. And um, I started noticing the aerialists. Mm. I started noticing the beauty that I saw on silks in particular. And I thought, oh, I want to do that. That's what I want to do. So I just started transitioning over. And let me tell you, that was five years of me doing flying trapeze um, and also static trapeze and single point trapeze. And I when I got over to silks, I couldn't pull myself up very well. I could not invert. <laughs> and you would think it would be yeah, so, why like it, it would just. for you? Do you, do you know? I don't know. It didn't take long for it to start working. And I think it just had to do with the fact that I didn't understand the technique. Okay. Got it. And sorry, Tracy, where where is all this in the world? Where do you? Oh, Oakland, California. Uh, okay. At Trapeze Arts is where Lovely. I started. Okay, so you so you didn't you didn't completely abandon silks. You kept on going. No, so I um so I, sh- I, I want to mention age, and I don't know why, but when I first started flying trapeze, I was 40. Oh, okay. When I started silks, I was 45. Got it. And, um, you know, not that that matters, I don't think, but like it matters in terms of I started late in life. Sure. So if anybody's out there that wants to start late in life, do it. There's nothing stopping oh you. Oh my God, I love this. I love this. <laughs> um so, yeah, then I started, you know, I guess a couple, three years later, I started teaching. And then the teaching, I start, I taught for 10 years. I, my last injury sort of, I got injured. Let me start first. September 2019, I got a full hip replacement on my right mm. hip. And, um, my recovery from that, so that was September. I started teaching again in February okay. of 2020. Then the pandemic happened, March 2020, and everything shut down. And so it was a little bit while before I eventually purchased an outdoor rig and started doing a little bit on my own again. But I just started getting back to feeling like myself again after my hip replacement. And I guess the motivation was... I'm going to teach again, mm-hmm. right? 
So I felt like I worked really hard to get myself back in the air and able to teach because, as you know, teaching is a different um, animal than just doing your own thing on silks. Yeah. Because you got to (laughs) talk, you got to breathe while you're talking. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You have to go super slow um, during, throughout, like through difficult transitions um, to explain. So, you know, I, I felt pretty strong in February. And then, um, and then it just sort of, you know, everything shut down. And um, I think after that, we just started, you know, I just kept doing everything I needed to do to heal at home. And then when we finally were able to go back into the studio and start teaching again, I felt pretty good. Um, then I got, uh, my right biceps tendonitis kicked in around January of 2021, which took me out for probably two months and I got back up and got strong and I was fine. But then in August, this past August of 2021, my left arm the, the same thing that my right arm did, the biceps tendonitis. But this one was different. Um, it was, it happened while I was teaching and I demonstrated something while I was in the air, something didn't feel right, but I didn't, I don't remember being hurt. I just remember feeling less strong. And when I came down to the ground um, and my students went up in the air to start um, trying what I had just demonstrated. And I went to, you know how you, we talk with our arms? And I went to say, oh, you've got to, and I went and threw my left arm up to say something. And there was this click, click, click. And I couldn't lift my arm. And I was like, great. But it was the day, it was the week before I wasn't to teach anymore. Or the The studio was closing and it was sort of like perfect timing, but also weird. So I say all of that because my motivation was gone to get better fast, if that makes sense. Okay, Tracy, I have so many questions. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, why did you need the hip replacement? Did did your hip degrade at some point? Yeah, so um, this is a cautionary tale. Um, so it's a cautionary tale about get fixed sooner than later <laughs> because I had injured my hip in a silks class um, doing a bomb drop and I somehow my right foot um, hit the pole, the tight part of the fabric, and my leg through it just sort of threw my leg off to the side. So like in a full like straddle split on my right side, but really quick and really hard. And I heard a like a sound and, you know, I did what we all do. I kept going (laughs) and um, I knew I was in pain and there were certain things that I couldn't do without feeling it. And it just got worse and worse and worse over the years. I would got several MRIs, several shots, um, steroid shots. And, um, you know, eventually my surgeon said, um, it's, 
it's actually quite surprising that you can walk. So, but what was it? <laughs> oh, it was osteoarthritis, ah. but it started from the um, injury and it just got worse got and worse. Got it. Okay. Okay. So you ended up with a hip surgery and what does that hip feel like now? Great. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I wish I'd done it so much sooner. That's why I say cautionary this is a cautionary tale. tale. Okay, so, <laughs> so going into your story, now your right and left biceps have tendonitis. Mm-hmm. And by the second time, by the second arm, you're like, you didn't have any motivation to push, to push, push, push. So tell us. I had some. Yeah. No, tell us. I want to hear about this part. I had some motivation just that I wanted to, I want to be in the air. It's, it's my church, you know, it's my, it's my spiritual place. So, um, I wanted to be back in the air and I wanted to keep doing what I wanted to do. But part of me was like, it's over. Um, I had this sort of this doom and gloom with this one more so than any of the other injuries. This one I just sort of felt like I don't have I don't have it in me to recover. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> do you feel like that has to do with the injuries being so back to back? Or do you think it I mean, do you think it has to do with your age? I mean, I think that all of those are a factor. Um, and so when it when I think about it as far as my age, because I'm now 58. And I, um, you know, I don't, I don't know what 58 feels like, but I don't feel like an old person. I feel like a strong, capable, um, person. So, um, I don't think it's over for me. I mean, look at Drea Weber. Oh my God. Drea Weber is an inspiration. Inspiration. I love her. (laughs) Yeah. She is such an inspiration for me and has been since I started Ariel 18 years ago. She's been that person in my life that I've thought, uh, I just want, I mean, I can can do this for as long as I want to do it. Look at Drea Weber. That's how I always think. And um, so my fears started to kick in when um, my left arm wasn't healing as quickly as my right arm did, or it felt different um, this time. And what I came to the realization was that during my right arm injury, my left side did all the work. And I did get back up in the air quickie, quickly, and I did start teaching pretty quickly, but I was compromised, but my, the, my body parts that were still strong and were still working were just like, we got this. But I didn't realize that was what was happening. I just thought, I'm healing. I'm fine. Um, until the left arm's happened and I realized that was the side that was doing everything. And so I had to start on this pathway of strengthening my right side again so that my left side doesn't have to do all the work anymore and trying to get even in my rhomboids and my, like I lost all of my back muscles. It was so strange. Um, And yeah, I started getting really afraid of being in the air, which is the first time that that's happened to me since I turned 40 and did my first jump off that flying trapeze. You know, like this kind of intense fear of heights came rushing back. 
um, a fear that I couldn't hold on to the fabric, a fear that if I climbed too high, I would fall. Um, just all of this um, information coming at me from my own psyche that yeah. was just fucking shit up left and right. Sorry, cursing. No, it's okay. no, it's totally fine. I, I feel like, <laughs> you know, that correlation that we don't necessarily think about all the time, but the correlation between our strength and our comfort up there is mm-hmm. like, if you don't feel like your grip can hold you, of course you don't feel confident. Right. Yeah, it's a huge, I mean, everything else has to be strong in your body, but first and foremost, it has to be your hands. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we and might take that for not, granted. And that, yeah, and necess- that wasn't necessarily the case that I couldn't hold on, but I was so afraid that I would, that I wouldn't be able to, that it sort of, it, it made me tentative. It made my confidence level very low. Like I, today I'm feeling so much better and I'm feeling like in the past week I've turned a corner and feeling like I, um, I'm feeling stronger in the air again. And I think it has a lot to do with, um, all of the work I've done to try and even out both sides, all of the rehab, all of the um, physical therapy and massage therapy and everything that I've done to kind of get myself back aligned mm-hmm. Okay, um, is starting to make me feel a little bit more confident. And so, you know, even I don't know if you um, follow me on Instagram. I don't I don't know, but I need to <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I'm um, Fabric Ariel on Instagram okay. and I post quite often, like I practice, I'll post something. And so even though I've been healing for this period of time from August um, for this latest injury, um, you know, I'm, I'm putting on a positive front and I'm putting on and I'm posting things of things that come easily for me right now, but there's a lot of stuff that I still can't do. So when I talk about that, I'm injured, I don't think people, people are like, yeah, but you're still, you, you're still doing stuff. You look like you're not injured. And um, this is the part of the story where I can get a little bit in my head and that's what other people think of me. Oh, okay. And how does that, what does that look like in your head? Is it that you, you just want to always project strength and that no one sees the other side of it? What does that look like to you? Um, mostly it looks like when I go to train in a studio, I am immediately aware of other people in the room rather than just focusing on what I need to do as far as warming up properly, taking it as slow as I need to take it, not doing anything that I can't do yet, just being really um, healthy in my own body, what I start thinking of is they're looking at me. Um, and who's they? they are, are there any, me. Is, it, is it somebody specific or is it just people? No. <laughs> I'm totally trying to, I like, I, I love this. I love this. I think that it's so relatable. It's like, it's like this. First of all, there are a couple of things that I think about and that is what other people think of you is none of your fucking business. Uh-huh. Now that's, that's something hard, that I've forget yeah so I'm in there and I'm thinking they're all staring at me oh my god and they think that I should be this like person like it's funny because I had one of the instructors over at this one of the studios where I train 
she uh, was training with me and then some of her students walked in and she introduced me as a silks legend. Oh, and, and then I, did you panic? Oh my God. <laughs> I fully fell apart inside. Outside, I was like, okay, thanks. Oh no. <laughs> inside, I was like, oh shit. Right, now I have to live up to this, to this label that my friend has given me right. out of love and out of like support, but... And adoration, and it's absolutely beautiful that that's what how she sees me. But like, I am not that person right now. <laughs> you know, I have a story about this. When I was like 23, I just moved to LA. I was taking from this teacher who ended up being a director I worked with for a long time. And this like dancer who had done everything walked into class. And she was taking the class, you know, just to take a class. And yeah. this teacher just stopped everything gave this whole speech about how amazing she is. But this dancer hadn't taken a jazz class in like probably 10 years because she was oh on God. Broadway. She was singing right. and dancing and she was, you know, so ugh, I don't know if it's that she couldn't do a double pirouette, but oh my God, same thing. Her face dropped. And then of course she ugh. took the class and she looked like she hadn't taken jazz class in a while. Let me tell you, if I right. tried to take a hard jazz class right now, I would not look look like my resume. Because you have right. to be, you know, if you're taking class all the time, you're good at that. But if you're not, you might not be at that moment. You have to work up to it again. So, no, I, I totally, I totally feel you on that. And I think for me, like I've been really battling with my body since I had the baby and mm -hmm. last week, oh, I have to tell the story on this freaking podcast. So last week I went to my <laughs> chiropractor. I talk about this guy all the time because he's like the third coming, fourth coming, fifth coming of Jesus. All of them. Okay. <laughs> okay. You want the pic? She's, she's, you know, like on iPhone, you can like put your, make your head like an animated character. Uh -huh. So that's where, that's what she's doing right now. It's going really well. Hi, baby. <laughs> but like, so basically I have a little diastasis recti left. And my posture has been terrible because I can't get my transverse abdominis to like fire on its own. Like if I'm like holding everything, then it comes together. But if I'm just standing and relaxed, I look like I'm, you know, three months pregnant. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, am I gaining weight? I don't think so. Because if you gain weight and like, if you like, you know, if I bring everything in, I look normal. So I was like, it's not weight gain. I just can't get my posture to function correctly. I don't even know where I started the story. But my, <laughs> my point is, is that my, my inversions are not what I'd like them to be. And right. last week I went to see Dr. Tim and I told him about this. He's like, why don't you tell me your DR? I was like, I, I don't know. He's like, because I can normally tell him people, but you're so athletic and it's not very much DR. I didn't notice on you because I could have fixed it. I was like, what? <gasps> what? <laughs> I was like, wait, that's not a thing. Literally on the internet, like everybody is trying to say that they can, they have this exercise that can fix it, but that's, it's not a thing. He's like, I, I, I can fix it. Maybe not in one session, but over time. And I was like, I don't know who you are. So he fixed it. I didn't have a lot, but he like did this like, okay, okay. You want the, you want the panda? Okay. <laughs> this is, this is, this is so professional. So, 
Anyways, he like put it back and now I'm, and then he gave me exercises to do hollow body because I can't, like, I can't hold a hollow body without really concentrating. Yeah. And so my aerial doesn't look like I want it to. And my students are freaking good. Right. That's what I was dealing with too. They're really, really good. And I'm so proud and I would never have anything different, but they're like 25 and they're dedicated and they're freaking good. And I don't feel great when I'm demoing in class because my straddle is way more shallow than theirs. You know, theirs are open and beautiful like I've taught them to do. Right. You know, it's it's like so hard not to feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. And so I totally, I, I you are not alone. I am not alone, I think. But it's just that we might be alone in the space. <laughs> Like the right. physical space because, <laughs> yeah, the people who are like you are in different places. So it's it's hard. It is. And when I had the same situation where my students, I taught the intermediate slash advanced silks class over at our school. And, you know, that's one of the, obviously, the motivation was that I always felt like I needed to have the fresh material and new amazing things to teach these, you know, kids like I had teenagers through 30 somethings in my class and you know here I am in my 50s needing to be kind of better than them in order to feel like I can show them things that they can learn right I mean the thing is is that when is when is that possibly going to go away because it kind of needs to because if I I love teaching and I hope to be teaching for a really long time I'm going to have to get over that they're slightly better than me at some point I I just don't know what that point is and I think that it's worth feeling that push because it keeps me in shape and it keeps me like you know striving to be as good as I can be Mm -hmm. but also remember this it's your perspective yes I know And, and my students say that all the time they're like yeah we know what you mean by your inversions and stuff but when you actually perform for us like that your quality we can't that that is developed over time you can't really just learn that in two seconds it's because it's in yourself that's what you you know sure that's what you listen to what they're saying and not what you're saying but (laughs) and you say you know the pressure to do cool stuff I mean you know the loft you know Womack and Bowman the loft yes of course, yeah. I mean, uh, Rachel and Brett are sort of my coaches. They, oh, um, I love that. You know, online coaches because I'm in Master the Silks for years. And so, yeah. Yeah, so I have to say that compared to the past and compared to, yeah, compared to the past, I don't feel the same pressure to do that with my students because I've been there so long now. So I'm so used to right. being there. But yeah, it's like out of all the studios in the world, it's probably the one where people are like, oh, show me some new cool shit. Yes. Oh, yeah. The pressure's yeah, on. Yeah, and I don't feel it as much because it's just now my job. And I think it's different for people coming in just to teach one class. Right. Um, but it's real. It's real. And yeah, I, I kind of put that away a long time ago. But the thing that I'm missing right now is to feel that way, regardless of how I'm feeling in my own body. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's hard. it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to put those two things together, mind and spirit and body. Well, that's three things. 
<laughs> yeah, it's a lot of things. And I really wish that, oh, she's she's better now. So, yeah. So, looking forward to your practice. So, where are you now and what do you think? Um, so, um, in the past week or so, I was saying, like oh I was saying, gosh. I've I feel like I've... Um, turned a corner in my recovery and all of the extra work that I've been doing as far as rehab and PT and massage um, has sort of, do you, do you ever feel this where yeah. you're, you work really hard, you feel like nothing's happening and then all of a sudden, yeah, like something, everything right. clicks. Yes. That's where I'm at right now. Um, in fact, on Sunday, I was training with some people and I, and they weren't, so this is another thing. They're not. They weren't paying a lick of attention to me because they're thinking about themselves. Right. <laughs> so there I was climbing the silks, and I was thinking, oh, "This doesn't hurt." And also, I'm pulling up fully all the way, engaging my rhomboids, and and it's like the best pull up climbing I've done since August. Oh, so and good. And so I stopped midway through the silks and went, oh, my God, you guys. <laughs> and then everyone looked up and I said, I think I'm going to start crying. I, I don't hurt. It doesn't hurt. Aww. And like everybody clapped and everybody was just like so happy for me. And it was really sweet. But um, it's one of those, you know, it's just like one of those things. I feel like the last however long it's been now since August, all I do is talk about I'm injured. And it's almost like I walk into a studio, I meet somebody for the first time, and I'm like, hey, I'm Tracy, I'm injured. <laughs> it's like, why? <laughs> Stop talking about it. Like, it's just so, ugh. It's like I'm letting that define me rather than I'm just working really hard to get my body back where I want it to be. Yeah, but at the same time, I understand that sentiment of like, my my real, the, the real Carrie is not here right now, you know? <laughs> Yes, like, yes. She's taking, she's having a coffee right now and you've got this other version, like half of, of, yeah. of who I'm supposed to be. And that's, that's just terrible. Like we, what we do to ourselves. I have another student who did the podcast last December. She had a um, patella uh, dislocate while she was doing egg beater slack drop. Oh no. And it was a bad one. It was bad. It was bad. And she's back and now she just did her first like, Footlock straddle back last night. Yeah, um, so she, everybody's cheering, and it was a very good day. But like j the emotions, you can just see on every single person's face who goes through an injury and has to yeah. claw their way back. That's a good visual. I know. Because that's what it felt like from the beginning of me finally saying, okay, you're not going to quit. Just keep going. <laughs> well, it's hard to do it once and then twice and then you know it's <laughs> like I don't that's a big reason why don't I oh I don't want to have a second kid to be honest oh. and that's not the only reason me and Asa are like you know we're not in our 30s we're in our 40s and it's kind of like I don't really feel like playing that genetic you know roulette the genetic lottery yeah, yeah. so so there's a lot of reasons but I don't want to have to try to come back from because I, I came back from breaking my ankle and leg 10 years ago, and then I had to come back from a C-section. Oh. I'm just like, I was willing to do oh, it, man. but man, it's hard. When I hear that and I see, because I follow you, I don't know if you know that, oh. I'm a big fan, big fan. <laughs> Thanks. Um, and I think you're 
stunning oh, in the air. Just absolutely beautiful. You have musicality and dance quality that I long for. But when I hear that you, you came back from something like that, and I know about Sarah Romanowski's big fall and like all of that stuff, man, I just, I just see that's the kind of stuff that feeds my uh, motivation too, is just like knowing that it's possible and seeing people who didn't give up. And so it's very helpful. Like this might possibly be helpful for somebody out there that's gone through oh, I think similar things that I've I gone through. I think it's going to be helpful for many people. Um, just because, I don't know. I, I don't know. They're, oh my goodness. Oh, you want, okay. She wants to see her grandmother video, which I have to find for her. So no, I, I think, I think that, a lot of people will find that extremely yeah. inspiring yeah. because it's so often the case where people get injured. You can't. Yeah. It's, I don't know a person who hasn't had an injury. Small or big, right. you know, that of course depends. But, um, or just, oh my God, who? Elsmara, that's her, that's her IG handle. She had five kids vaginally. Oh, my God. And then now she's back in the air again after her fifth. I'm just like, man, you know? So I feel like sharing these stories does help. Even for me, who's interviewing these people, I'm like, man, (laughs) I'm fine. Like, it's all right. Might take a little longer than I want it to. Um, So do you have advice for any people out there who, who are maybe not where you're at? Maybe they've just gotten injured and they're, you know, like, oh, my God. Seeing this long oh run in front of them. <laughs> I have all kinds of wisdom for other people. Yeah, let's, let's hear it. <laughs> I have zero wisdom for myself. <laughs> of course, that's the way it works. <laughs> I mean, it's all about just keeping perspective. And, you know, um, I'm in some 12-step programs and, and the acronym for fear is um, false evidence appearing real. And that's just us making shit up to be afraid of. It's just sort of like, oh, this is going to happen and that's going to happen. And, you know, what if, what if, what if? And I feel like, you know, just do the work. If it hurts, don't do it. Continue strengthening, continue your mobility exercises. I have a great mobility coach and um, she's really helped me along the way with um, everything that I've gone through, uh, hip replacement and uh, the biceps tendonitis. Just, you know, having the right people in your corner. And when you start talking evil things to yourself, try and reverse it. Like, it just does you no favors. And, you know, I've learned it the hard way. And it's okay to talk about what you're going through. And it's okay to talk about it over and over until you're done talking about it. (laughs) I love this. And what, um, Tracy, what would you say is, as an aerialist, is your strength and your weakness? Uh, in my practice or in, practice, in my, in in my practice, in my head? Oh. <laughs> no, in your practice. Well, I guess, I guess it's a complicated question, but, but <laughs> yeah, answer it however you want to answer it. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll, I'll talk about skills. Like, um, you know, I started Silk's, um, uh, you know, 13 years ago. And at the time, nobody was doing straight arm straddle ups. There, nobody was doing straight arm things or hanging from one arm back then, uh, or teaching it or doing any of those things. So I don't do those things. And 
I feel like everybody does. And um, so it's, that's another thing. It's like, you know, telling myself that everyone can do this, but me, it's not helpful. Um, So that's a skill level and a head thing all at once. (laughs) And certain, you know, certain things like that, you know, I don't do like dynamic um, release moves or anything like that. I'm just, I feel like my thing is dancing and flowing And that's what I love. I love sequencing. I love transitions, making transitions smooth and flawless. And I love to perform. And so eventually I need to build another act so that I can put myself out there again. Oh, I love this answer. (laughs) I love this. Um, Yeah. I think that uh, if other people outside looking in would never guess the thoughts going in through your head. (laughs) <laughs> I have a feeling because even even just talking to you, confidence, it, I can hear it. And I think that partially that comes with age. Like as I've gotten into my 40s, that has like gone through the roof, regardless yeah. of how I feel about myself, I still am able to speak with that confidence. So and I For and sure. I hope that I hope that grows, obviously. It yeah. will. <laughs> and I also think it has to do with the, um, I mean, I, I don't mind saying this uh, out loud. I'm clean and sober. I've been sober since 1986. So I have been doing some serious self work for a very long time. And so I, I look at myself with the, with that magnifying glass, probably a little too often, but in some ways, it's helpful because I can get through things because I don't avoid them. <laughs> okay. And would you say, um, being an aerialist over 50, that what has had to shift, what hasn't had to shift, and yeah, give us some words of advice for you know the ones that aren't there yet, but will be there. Well, I mean, I feel like, like I said, I started silks when I was 45. So I don't think anything's changed except I've gotten stronger. And I feel like I've got a lot more in me. And I am cautious about like learning certain things that seem dangerous, like release moves. Mm-hmm. I'm not inter- I'm not interested Okay. Um, that, with that kind of stuff because I just feel like it's probably a little too risky, but I think I would have felt that way when I, early on anyway. Um, It's just not something that I'm willing to do, I guess. But other than that, like, I really don't, when I talk about like, I'm 58, but it doesn't feel like that. Like, I, I feel like I, some of my best friends are 20. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I I have a couple students who are like between 20 and 30 and they, they feel like their body is 80 years old. And I, we laugh about it every day because I'm just like, what is going on with you? But you were a gymnast young, right? So you kind of got the opportunity to feel that movement, like pretty intense movement through your whole life. Your experience of it, has it changed? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. And I can say this, I can't do a round off back handspring, aerial cartwheel or an aerial walkover anymore. I would love to be able to do those things. But those aren't things that I even would think about attempting because I'm definitely past that. 
But as far as Ariel goes, uh, I feel like the sky's the limit still. It just still feels that way to me. Like I still feel strong and capable and there's really nothing that's changed except I've gotten better. Oh my God, I love this. But also it's like (laughs) Ariel is the type, it's so hard to explain to non-Arielists. If you are in your practice and you're really consistent and you know what you're doing, it's super safe. Yeah. Because gymnastics, dance, there is an element, not that there's not a risky element for Ariel, but there's an element that you can't control, a slippy floor, you do a jump, you land wrong. Uh-huh. Yes, of, of course there's stuff with Ariel, but I just feel like may, less, maybe. I less agree. question marks. Mm-hmm. 100%. But so thank you so much for being with me. Oh, I'm so honored to be even asked. I adore you. I think you're fantastic. And I listen to your podcast. (laughs) And so. (laughs) No, it's fun. And I I really think a lot of people are going to relate to this a lot. Thanks so much to Tracy for carving out the time to be with us today. And thank you guys for listening. If you would honor me with a five-star rating and review anywhere you get your podcasts, it really, really helps others in this community find us organically. And you can always find me, Carrie, at wrapyourheadaroundsilks.com and on Instagram, We one And check the show notes for free resources on my website. And I really appreciate you guys sending love and compassion out there if your life has been upended by this conflict and uh hope you're having an okay week i will see you next time this is the expecting Podcast. Uh, 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 uh,